morning, Redeeming Love. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hey, uh, this is an unusual Easter for me and for us and for you all. Uh, we're used to gathering together and this being one of our largest gatherings of the year, but right now we're all in home. So hopefully this morning as you worship, you felt the presence of God in your home. I know we felt it here. And so um, this morning's message is entitled Love One. And so this morning I want to talk to you about how Jesus Christ won the victory on Easter 2,000 years ago. When he died on the cross and when he rose from the, de the dead, Jesus Christ won the victory for us. And that victory is still in effect today. And we can walk in victory today because Jesus won the battle. He won the victory by his love. So let's look at some scripture. 1 John 5, 1 through 3 says, Whoever believes that Jesus Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves him who begot also love him who is begotten by him. What that's saying is that everyone who loves God loves him who God has created. By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and we keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. You know, too many times we think that uh, the, the, bur the commandments of God are restrictive or they steal our fun, but they are not burdensome in any way. If anything, they give us liberty and they give us the freedom that we desire to live our life. Continuing in 1 John verse 4, it says, Whatever is born of God overcomes this world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. And who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And so we as Christians have victory because we believe in Jesus and because Jesus won the victory for us at Calvary, at the cross. He died on the cross, and three days later, he rose again in glory. He rose again in victory. It says in the Bible, it says, the Bible tells us that Jesus made an open show of the powers of darkness, that he ruled over them. Our faith has literally overcome the world. Our faith in Jesus, because of what Jesus has done for us, we have victory in this world that we live in. Because Jesus, because of our faith in Jesus, we have peace. We have peace in the midst of this turbulent time. Because of Jesus, we have joy in the midst of trials. Because of Jesus, we have all that we need every single day. We lack nothing. He has won the victory for us in every area of our life. Not to mention eternal life. We get to go to heaven when we leave this world. John 3, 16 says this. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that who, so whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. God loved us, you and I. God loved the world, every person on the planet. God loved each one of us individually so much that he sent Jesus Christ into the world to live a sinless life, to die a horrible death upon the cross, to take our sins in his body, that we might have forgiveness of sins. Jesus then was resurrected from the dead. He came back to life. He won the victory for us over sin. 
And because of Jesus' death and resurrection, we have the, we have the privilege to live in the presence of God. Amen. We have the privilege to live in the victory of God. We have the ability to walk in the victory that Jesus won for us. Take advantage of that today. It's because of the love of God. It's because of the love of God. And it's not to say that, you know, I know people have sometimes have trouble with the fact that Jesus is the only way. Listen, it's not, he's not trying to be singular, but imagine, if you will, that the, like the Hudson River, we're all familiar with the Hudson River. Imagine if there were no bridges, no way to cross the Hudson River, and you couldn't swim across. And God came and he built one bridge, and there was only one bridge, and his name was Jesus. And this is what God has done. He's created a way. But there's only one way, and his name is Jesus. And it's when we come to Jesus and we ask him to be forgiven of our sins that we can cross that place which we could not cross and enter into eternal life. 1 Corinthians 15 says, The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is in the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ. We have victory because of Jesus. Our victory isn't dependent on me. It's not dependent upon what I do. It's not dependent upon my good works. My victory isn't dependent upon anything that I can do. My victory is dependent upon what Jesus has already done. It's already history. Jesus has already defeated the powers of darkness. And we get to walk in that day by day by day. Jesus won the victory. Love won. It's already done. And we get to partake in the victory that was won for us. 1 Corinthians 15, 3 through 6, it says, Jesus Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and he was buried, and he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. And he was seen by Cephas, or Peter, and then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by over 500 people at once, of whom the greater part still remain to the present, but some have fallen asleep. Jesus died. This is what Easter is all about. Jesus came. He lived a sinless life. He was betrayed. He was turned over to the rulers. He was beaten. He was put upon a cross. He was nailed to the cross. He took our sins in his sinless body that he might make a way for our sins to be forgiven. He paid the penalty that you and I deserved. What was ours, he took. And what was his, he gave to us. Peace, joy, freedom, love. It's all ours because of Jesus and what he won on the cross. He died. He laid in the grave for three days. And on the third day, he rose again. On the third day, that buried body began to breathe. Most of us would borrow something like a pencil. We borrow that pencil, we write with it, and then, okay, here, I'm done with it. But Jesus had the audacity to borrow a grave. He borrowed a grave. For the rest of you and I, a grave is a pretty permanent place. But for Jesus, he knew that he would not be there long, so he only had to borrow one. Amen. John 10, 17 says this. It says, therefore, my father loves me. Because I lay down my life, 
that I may take it again. No one takes my life from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it again. This commandment I have received from my father. And John 15 says this, it says, this commandment, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Listen, I want to tell you today that it wasn't the nails that kept Jesus on the cross. It was his love. When they came to arrest Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, Judas came with a detachment of soldiers and he kissed Jesus on the cheek. And then Peter took out his sword and he struck Malchus, the, the, the servant of the high priest. He struck him and he cut his ear off. And Jesus stopped him and said, put your sword away for those who live by the sword will die by the sword. And he healed that man's ear. And then he said, do you not, he said to his disciples, he said, do you not think at once I could call to my father and he would send 12 legions of angels to protect me, to fight for me. A Roman legion was between three and 6,000 soldiers. So if we go low and we say it was 3,000, 12 legions would be 36,000 angels. We know from 1 Kings that one angel in one night killed 185,000 men. So if 3,000, if, if 36,000 angels, 12 legions of angels were to descend upon the earth, in one night, 6 billion people would die. And so it wasn't the nails. It was never the nails. It was only Jesus's love and determination, his love for you that brought him to the cross, that kept him there through every one of the 40 lashes, 39 lashes that he took in his body. It was his love that held him upon the cross and led him to the final battle and the final victory that he would win for you and I. It was his love that led him there. It was his love that took him there. It was his love that kept him there. And it was his love that won the victory for us. Greater love has no one than this, than he laid down his life for his friends. And that's exactly what Jesus did for you and I. It was his love that led him to the cross. It was his love. It was God's love. It was the love of God that made a way that won the victory for you and I. Romans 5, 8 says, God demonstrated his own love. God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Listen, Romans 3, 23 tells us that everyone has sinned and falls short of the glory of God. And so we're all sinners. We've all sinned, sinned in some way. But God demonstrated love in that while we were yet sinners, while we were still enemies of the cross, Jesus died for us. He came, lived a sinless life, died upon the cross so that you and I could have forgiveness of sins, could have fellowship with the Father, could be in the presence of God. I am overjoyed that I know Jesus. He is the great joy of my life. And I love the fact that I get to be with him forever in heaven when I leave this world. But even greater than that is the fact that I get to be in God's presence here and now. Amen. Here and now, even on the way to church this morning, 
as we were listening to some worship songs in the car, the presence of God was all around me. I was amazed at the love that God was pouring out, even in the car ride here. And this is the glory of the, of the battle, of the victory that God won for us. Love won. And God's presence is with us wherever we go. I hope you're feeling God's presence in your home right now. But God's presence is with us whenever we choose to partake. In the car ride here this morning, we had some worship song on. I couldn't tell you the name of the songs. I'm not good at remembering the names of the songs. But the the presence of God was just all around. And I was like, God, you're so good. God, you're so good. Yeah, I can't wait to be in heaven. But I love the presence of God here and now. God demonstrated his own love towards us in this, in that while we were yet sinners... Christ died for us, and he made a way for us to be with God in heaven. Romans 6, 23 tells us that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. See, there are consequences for sin. Every sin has a consequence. Every action has a consequence. Whatever we do, we will reap repercussions because of our actions in this life and in the life to come. And the crazy thing about sin is that you and I have no way to pay the debt that we owe to God for the sins that we have committed. If we commit some sin or we do something here, we crash our car, it takes us a while to be able to maybe earn enough money or go through the process to get a new car. But when we sin against God, we have no way to pay the debt that we owe for the sin that we've committed against God. But Jesus in his great love came and he paid the price for us. He paid the price for you and he paid the price for me. The price that was owed, he took in his body at the cross. And it's a free gift He did it freely. You can't earn this. You don't earn this by good works. You don't earn this by living a good life. You you get this because God gives it to you freely. Now, when you understand the love of God and you get the free gift, you're going to want to live the way that God instructs you to live. You're going to want to obey his commandments because you love God because he first loved you. But it's not your good works that earns salvation for you. It's a free gift from God. Romans 10, 9 says this. It says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. The glorious news this Easter is that love won. Jesus Christ won the battle for you and for me. And all we have to do to take part in the victory that Jesus won for us is to say, yes, Lord, I want to follow you. Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God raised from the dead and you will be saved. And so if you're watching with us today and you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, you've never made that declaration, I want to invite you to do that today. It's a simple prayer and I'll lead you through it. It goes like this. Jesus, I'm a sinner. God, I pray that you would forgive me of my sin, that you would come and live inside my heart, and that you would help me to live for you all of the days of my life. God, I want to live for you, and I want to give you glory, and let the world know that you are God. Amen.
If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, you just became a Christian. If you did that, Romans 10, 13 says uh, to tell someone. And so just uh, send us a, a message on Facebook Messenger. Hit the little comment bar and say, I just accepted Jesus for the first time. Send me an email at info at redeeminglove.org. And uh, I would love to send you some information about uh, what your next steps are in becoming a Christian, in walking out this Christian walk. And so today, let's remember that love won. Love won the battle. Jesus won the battle by his love 2,000 years ago. And today, we take part in that victory. Today, we continue to walk out that victory. Although we're apart and we're in this quarantine, it doesn't change who God is. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is never, there is no shadow of turning in God. And the victory that he won for us 2,000 years ago is still in effect today. We thank you, God, for all that you've done for us. And God, we give you glory in Jesus' name. I want to pray. Uh, before we, I want, we're going to take an offering here in a moment, but before we do that, I want to pray specifically uh, against this coronavirus that's, that's uh, all over the earth at this point. And so let's just take a moment and pray. Father, we pray that you would have your way. God, we pray right now against this coronavirus that's infected uh, every part of the world. And God, we pray this Easter, God, that it would be the miracle of 2020 that it would be the miracle of Easter of 2020, God, that you would cripple this disease, God. Jesus, when you walked the earth, you rebuked diseases, you rebuked fevers. And God, this is no different than them. And God, right now, we take the authority that you have given us as your children. And God, we rebuke this COVID-19, this coronavirus. And God, we command it to go back to the pit of hell that it came from. God, we pray that it would just disappear, that the numbers would drop off. God, we pray for those who are in hospitals to be healed. God, for them to make an amazing recovery. God, for the, the numbers of those who are dying from this to go down. God, for those, the numbers of those who are being infected by this to go down sharply, God. Not that the curve would just finish, but God, that it would drop off like a cliff. God, that it would be a miracle in this day and in this age, God. Father God, have your way, have your way, have your way in Jesus' name. As we, uh, I want to call my wife up just for a moment. I just want to reiterate, um, you know, this was a real powerful message about Easter and um, I just want to make sure that everybody knows that uh, on Facebook there is something for you to go through, even with your children. Um, there's a video that was put out. Um, if, it's, if you look at Redeeming Love Facebook page, um, there's a, a skit on there. There's actually some crafts and some things that they can do. So really engage your kids in on what Easter is all about, that what Jesus did for them, um, just really getting that foundation of why we celebrate Easter. So I encourage you today, just make sure you look that up and, and walk through that with your kids. Amen. Finally, I'm going to uh, just take the offering once more. And so 1 Corinthians chapter 9 tells us that God loves a cheerful giver. You guys have been amazing, Redeeming Love family. You guys have been amazing uh, to support the ministry throughout this time. And you've enabled us as a church to be able to uh, take care of those who are in need. And so I want to thank you for that. God loves your generosity. You guys are awesome. And so I just want to pray 
Father, I pray for every giver. God, I pray for every person who has uh, determined in their heart to not, uh, not tr- pull back their tithe, that every giver that has given an over and above offering. God, we thank you that you have made provision for your saints in this time, during this day, during this hour, during this hardship. And God, we pray your blessing upon those who give this morning. If you're watching online, you can give at our website, redeeminglovechurch.org. Uh, there's a link there on the Facebook page, or you can mail your offering to 42 Woodward Avenue, Troy, New York, 12180.